Welcome to the Musings of Our Hearts, a Jesus Youth podcast on the lives of saints. Good morning, everyone. Today we'll be reflecting on St. Ignatius of Laconi. Uh, Ignatius was born in Italy, and even as a boy, he displayed very strong piety and people would call him the little saint in his uh, in his village. Uh, he joined the Franciscans later on in life, and uh, he shared the gospel by his humble life and sincere acts of kindness, generosity, and obedience. He would uh, preach even to little children by telling them stories of saints and talk to them about God. Um, he would teach them to love him and uh, talk to him in prayer. And he would also then stand several hours um, of the night in church in continuous contemplation. The passion was a, uh, an integral part of his daily life. And it was from this source that came the wisdom, warmth, and vitality that the friars and the people found so appealing. Uh, he, his life is a, is a beautiful witness of like the Lord doing so many beautiful things in him. He, he was a very quiet man. He actually hardly spoke. But at the same time, he also, he, he, he preached and he spoke so much. He gave such a bold and profound witness to God's work in his life. And, and he would um, heal people. There are many miracles attributed to him too. And he was also a very obedient man. He would, uh, it says that he would uh, obey his superiors, like even to like the smallest of things. And it was never about him, even like he would, you know, die to his own will and desires in in obedience to his superiors. Um, And in this, the Lord really, uh, really blessed him. And there's a beautiful story of actually that I really liked about his obedience in which he would go around and uh, he would ask for food from beg for food from people. But there was one house he wouldn't go to. So this one house, he wouldn't go there because the um, the the people like he would uh, take too much from the poor. You know, this man, he would uh, he was a money lender, but he would. Um, take more, he would ask the poor to pay back more than they could afford. And so, um, but he was really upset that Ignatius never visited his house to ask him for donations. So he went to the superior uh, of the Franciscans and the superior not knowing anything about like who this moneylender was and how he was making his money. Um, he told Ignatius like, like go to this house. So Ignatius knowing this though, he said, oh, like, he didn't, you know, uh, he didn't say anything, but he went and he did as he was told in obedience. And he returned back with some food. But it was there that God actually worked the miracle because he emptied the sack and from it blood dripped out. And Ignatius explained softly that this is the blood of the poor. That is why I never asked for anything at that house. And so the friars, too, like, you know, were able to witness and see this um this this uh, reality of like who this moneylender was, and of course they they prayed for him that uh, he would repent. But again, just a, a small example, and there's there's so many stories um, provided to to us to know about what a uh, profound life he lived, like in in uh, during his life, but then also after he had 86 reported miracles after his death too, and his body is still incorrupt. So 
it's a, again, we have a, a wonderful man, humble, meek, but again, in all of these things where we see how God blesses and he takes such delight in uh, humility, in obedience, in a strong prayer life. And again, in, in those men and women who come to, the, come to Calvary, he, they, uh, that pray and reflect on the passion of our Lord in which, you know, God gave everything. And so to go there to see how we can to learn from this school of generosity and of compassion and love. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we are looking at a man who was born to become a Franciscan. <laughs> His mom had a difficult labor and he invoked, she invoked the intercession of Francis and Ignatius was born. Uh, but he was named Francis and later, uh, you know, he took the name Ignatius. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, you know, he, he and then he's uh, at 17, he had a sickness. Again, he says, like, if I get out of the sickness, I'll become a Franciscan. Uh, he gets out of the sickness, but his dad convinces him, oh, no, you have to stay longer. We need you or, or blah, 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 all those stuff like we hear these days, too. Um, so. Then he, okay, very obedient son. He says, okay, he stays back. But then again, he has another incident where his horse acts weird and he would have mm -hmm. been thrown out of the horse and he would have been dead. But he again invokes Francis and Francis comes to his aid. Uh, and then after that, he was like, okay, now I have to become a Franciscan. So he gets his dream wish and he goes to the uh, uh, friary, but they won't take him because of his ill health. But somehow he made one of his uh, rich friend to... Um, uh, actually plead for him so that he can go to the friary and they, they take him in finally. Uh, and he's in. Uh, he, his novitiate, even during his novitiate, people say that, you know, he was such a uh, gem. Everyone looked upon him as a saint because, you know, he would, because of his prayer and people used to say that, you know, even after midnight office, kneeling before the image of Madonna and talking to her in soft and tender tones. I was like, wow. And uh, the picture we chose for today, like uh, St. Ignatius, you know, just looking up to, I don't know, to heaven, to Mary or to Jesus, to whatever, like he's just caught up in there in ecstasy. I don't know how many, how much time I just looked upon that picture and I was filled with joy. Oh boy, the beauty and the joy of prayer. I was like, oh, that filled my heart just looking yeah. at that picture. So I, I can only imagine how, the friars and the people in Cagliari would have seen that in the real, uh, you know, Ignatius. Like, and it is said, like, you know, he, he never used to talk too much. Like Francis said, you know, talk only if necessary, use words only if necessary. And it is said that, you know, his modest demeanor was seen as a quiet sermon for all who saw him going about, which made him a noted figure. You know, it's impossible to believe like this, you know, a man who is not at all learned, but a very pious. He was way ahead in prayer. And yeah. just the sight of him would speak volumes to people. <sighs> Again, you know, the need of witness. Um, and it is that like, you know, even the children, children usually identify saints. They started calling him Padre Santo. <laughs> uh, and they 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 were so fond of him and he would tell them the same stories and they would encourage them to pray and yeah. people started waiting for his visits i was like wow and it, people also used to say that when people saw him passing by they showed him great respect if some of some of them were quarreling they kept silence as he approached <laughs> and it said like you know he he could talk like this without even talking
Yeah. And the only thing that he would become, uh, you know, very vocal is when he talks about the love of God. He often talked about the great love we should have for Jesus in Blessed Sacrament. And that's how he took Lawrence of Brindisi as his model. And mm. he, he used to himself like, I'm very cold. I want to, you know, be on fire like St. Lawrence of Brindisi. I'm like, oh my goodness, this man's profound humility, you know. Uh, and he, he would often say that, you know, I want this whole world to become Catholic because he knew the beauty of the church, uh, you know, how beautiful the church is, the communion of saints. And he knew it and he he really, you know, desired for that, even though 99% of the people would accept him and give him. Uh, uh, you know, everything, like even the poor people would give him something. So he would say, no, 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 you keep this for yourself. You need it more than us. Uh, and then there were sometimes like, you know, people would slam the doors or they will insult him. And he was so glad when they do that. He would say like, oh, at last, ha, huh, one person in Cagliari knows me and calls me what I really am. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he used to rejoice in, being, uh, you know, treated like that. And when, but I, I'm sure he would have gotten more applause for all the miracles. He did 121 miracles while he was alive. <laughs> Look at that. So then he would, when people applaud him for miracles, he would say like, oh, keep quiet. This is the Lord's work. So he really knew he, who he was, who God is. Such a freedom, such a, such a nice soul. And he won't let even his family relationships come in between his principles. He was a man of strong justice. I was yeah. surprised when, you know, his, he, he was obedient to his superiors. Whatever the superior asked him, he would do that. So one day his superior asked him to speak to the governor for in behalf of his brother because that brother was in jail for, you know, for something that he did. But he said, no, I won't go and do that, even if he's my brother, because let my brother be dealt with according to the justice. I'm like, oh my, you know, such a kind man. But he knew, he knew who he is. Uh, he, uh, but, you know, he would never even budge, you know, like yesterday we were reflecting about the three nails, uh, mm -hmm. not yesterday, day before yesterday, three nails uh, that with which St. John of Avila was crucified. So we see in the life of all these religious, this one nail, very, very predominant, like obedience. Yeah. And that is one nail that is so loose these days in the or missing yeah in, in you know in the church these days it's so hard this virtue to obey god and also to obey our superiors and see everything that happens in our life as that is coming from god so that is why you know i was searching for a quote there is no quote about <laughs> <laughs> like but then i found one quote it says like trust god i'm like whoa that yeah. is so profound. Even now, you know, from his coffin, his body in corrupt, he's just, just shouting this, you know, uh, to the whole world, like, trust God, trust God. I'm like, whoa, like St. Faustina, you know, would yeah. say later, like, you know, Jesus, I trust in you. When we come to the end of our wits, like, what is it that we can do? Even at this time, you know, the whole world, the science, everybody is just like standing. We don't know what to do. We are all trying. But then finally, it is like when we have nothing to do, what do we do? Jesus, I trust in you. That's the only yeah. thing we can do. But we are blessed if we could do that all the time. Like, you know, same Lakoni. Uh, trust. Yeah. 
God. I was actually reflecting on the same bit right now as you were speaking is that he, um, these two words, like, you know, trust God, they're, they're so profound. And even in my life in this year, I've really asked the Lord to help me understand and to know what it means to trust him. What is this word trust? What is it involved? Okay, there is an aspect of belief. Like we have to, you know, we're we're trusting in, in God. So then who is God? Well, we have to believe that one God is good and that he is a good father. And all of these, you know, we go back to the creed and we say, okay, like who is God? Who is this person? One, he is a person. Who are we trusting in? And we say, trust God. And then also then what does trust mean? So, yeah, there is an aspect of surrender. There is an aspect of obedience and like a certain interior assent that we must give to God. But that giving has to come freely. It has to come from understanding then our own freedom and our own, um, our dignity and our worth. And that the Lord actually wants us to give it to him. He doesn't he doesn't want to snatch it away from us. He doesn't want to take it from us. He doesn't want to, you know, put us into situations and force us where, okay, like, oh, I, I bring you to like the darkest part of your life and I brought you here because I want you to trust in me. He doesn't do that, you know, in order, like he doesn't force us or manipulate our life in that way. But then to see that it's actually interesting that we open up, you know, it's like, opening up your hands to receive everything from God. But if we keep holding on to whatever securities we have in our life, if we keep holding on to even our, like you said, our family relations and people and situations and our understanding, then we're not really, then we're holding on to something very limited and finite. But here you can see again, all the saints, each and every one of them are a witness of what it means. Yes, it's painful to let go. It's painful mm. to, you know, be in times of uncertainty. I mean, especially now, there's so many people who are experiencing a great uncertainty in their life. They have to make some decisions. They have to figure out, okay, do I, you know, postpone my wedding? Do I, um, you know, leave and go mm. home right now or all of these different decisions that they're making and especially in business places too, like, Oh, you know, should I let go of my coworkers? What, uh, my employees or what should I do? Oh no, I lost my job. Like, how do I find a new one? There's so many aspects of uncertainty. And in all of this, St. Ignatius is also saying, trust God, let go of all that security, all these structures and everything that we had relied on so much in this world. Now in this time, we're seeing that it is nothing. But there is someone who has been constant in your life, who has been constant in the world, who has upheld it from like time immortal, who has created you and created, um, you know, the world. And so knows, knows that, um, knows what you need. And so let go of everything and hold on to him. Uh, So you can see that in Ignatius's life is that he, he held on to the Lord. He held on to the Lord also at the cross. You know, he Mm. contemplated his passion. Um, And from there he lived. It's from there that he received. um, That was his source. That was uh, where he received his uh, capacity for um, wisdom and for strength and for, you know, compassion and even the ability then to um, to obey, to com- be completely obedient then to his superiors. So, yeah, yeah this, it was the actually, same speaking. <laughs> yeah, it, it was this humble trust that actually allowed him to, to continue to work 
you know, even after he became blind, he was 78, he became blind. And for the next two years also, you know, he would go begging and do everything that uh, his superior and his order would ask him to do. And, you know, even though he was advanced in age, he would prefer standing uh, in, you know, several hours at night in continuous contemplation, always his gaze fixed on eternity. And, you know, the, that is the only way in which he, like, he could keep his mind away from the vanity of this world. And also yeah. the passion of the Lord, like you said, the cross, that was the integral part of his life. And maybe, not maybe, that was surely the source uh, of wisdom, warmth and vitality uh, you know, that made him who he is. Uh, so I think this is, again, the saint is calling us to abandon ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. to this humble trust in obedience um, to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And there is a, a prayer. It's kind of a little long, but it's actually uh, walking with Saint Ignatius and what he did and uh, inviting us to do the same. So let's pray that. Saint Ignatius, you spoke only when necessary and taught those who were ignorant of the mysteries of God. Pray that we may also keep silence when possible to listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit who wants to communicate with us. Saint Ignatius, you are very obedient to the rule of your order and to the wishes of your superiors. Pray that we may be obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and to our confessors and spiritual directors. Saint Ignatius, even while blind, you continued all your duties at the friary until the day of your death. Pray that we may follow the will of God until the time he calls us to our reward. Amen. Amen. St. Ignatius of Cagliari, pray for pray us. Pray for us. Thank you for listening. <laughs>